he of course in verse 19 said go ye into all the world and teach all na or go ye therefore and teach all nations all nations teach 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 go 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 teach all nations baptizing them in the name we know the name baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost notice there's a colon at the end of that verse though so he's going to he commands us to do something in verse 19 he commands us to go he commands us to teach and he commands us to baptize in his name then he Further defines that with verse 20, teaching them, what are we going to teach? Now he's telling us what we're going to teach them. Teach them to observe. That doesn't mean just look and see. It means to actively engage with, to like you would observe a holiday. You don't just go, oh, I'm looking. I see the holiday. You, you do things to observe it, to recognize it, to participate in what it represents. And so observe, teaching them to observe what observe what all things whatsoever i have commanded you now it's interesting to me when you look at these two verses because we see verse 19 with instruction and it finishes as i said with that colon so we get further definition he tells us what we're to teach them. And then after he tells us to teach them to observe all these things that I've commanded you, then we see another colon. Further definition. But notice, and lo, that doesn't mean like on the ground. Some people said they don't fly because of this verse, but that's not what it's talking about. There's no W at the end of that, lo. And lo. I am with you always. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. This is Jehovah manifest in the flesh. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking here. And he said, when you go and you teach and you baptize, when you do and what I command you to do, you do not have to be concerned that you are on your own. You do not have to fear that you're stepping into something where I am not. You do not have to wonder whether you're out on an island all by yourself. When you engage in what I ask you to engage in, when you go and you teach and you observe and you teach them to observe, and you're, when you're doing these things, when you're about the Father's business, I want you to know I am with you. And I'm not just with you in the moment. I'm with you always. How long, Lord? 
even unto the end of the world or the end of the age. Dear precious sister and dear brother, saint of God, God is with you. I know that's so simple, but it's a truth that you and I must lay hold of. I am with you always. When you and I commit ourselves to the work of the kingdom of God, there is nowhere that we go. There is nothing that we face. There is no circumstance that comes our way that we are navigating without him. He's with you always. Those are not my words. Those are his words. Those were, as far as Matthew was concerned, his final word. If you don't remember anything else, the final word, Matthew, I'm with you always. You won't go where I'm not. You won't get beyond where I am. Remember what he said in John? I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as an orphan or an abandoned child. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost for somebody. Hear me. He will not abandon you. I was five years old when my father drove out of the driveway. I remember the day. I mean, I couldn't tell you the day on the calendar, but I remember the day. I a very vivid picture in my mind. God has restored relationship after a 13-year separation that took place. I thank God for his restoration. But I know what it is to have feelings of abandonment. And abandonment produces fear. Abandonment produces an unwillingness to completely trust again. Abandonment causes you to see through eyes of skepticism and doubt. Abandonment causes you to put walls of defense up so that I won't let that happen again. Abandonment causes you to decide I'll just take care of myself because I'll never be at the mercy of somebody else taking care of me. Abandonment causes you to put up walls of defense to paint a picture that I've got it all together and I don't need anybody else. Jesus understood that. He knew. You understand when he's saying this, 
he had just some 40 days before or so, at some point in the last 40 days, he had been crucified and died and buried. You just got to go back a couple chapters. And those disciples who had left everything to follow him, remember? They walked away from everything in a commitment of their life to follow him. They gave up their boats, their nets. They walked away from being a tax collector. They, they, now we know they still work. Paul still made tents afterwards. I know he wasn't one of the original 12, but they, but they gave up everything to follow him. And he taught them and they saw miracles. They witnessed the goodness of God. They witnessed the power of God. They were present in these personal conversations around fires and on seashores and in mountaintops. And he, they watched miracles. They participated. They went out two by two under the authority of this Lord God Almighty manifest in the flesh. They heard him speak words. They watched him break bread and put it in their hands and fed 5,000 and 7,000. They participated in all of that. and No doubt they never felt so close to God because they'd never been so close to God. What a relationship that must have been. They'd watched him walk on the water and witnessed it with their own eyes. A couple of them had saw him on a mountain transfigured. Three of them. You want to talk about a relationship? And then they were there in the garden when they watched Judas walk up and kiss him. And they watched those with staves and swords and spears and a great crowd grab him and take him away. And they all, the Bible says, fled. They had given their life to that point. And then they watched him be crucified. And they watched him die. And Peter went back to the boat. He said, I'm going fishing. And the Bible says, and the others went with him. Peter gets a bad rap. But Peter was just the one that spoke what a lot of other people were thinking sometimes. He was a leader because they followed him. You can't tell me. We know from Scripture different actions and events. They started meeting behind closed doors. They were fearing for their lives. You can't tell me they didn't deal with feeling like they had been abandoned. I mean, some people, maybe not those 12, but there were some of his disciples. He's, he's talking to them on the road to Emmaus. We thought he had been the one. They believed so, man, in the miracles. But then he's not there anymore. We thought he'd been the one. You see what that is? That's faith going, hold on. I thought, but I, I've already regressed a little bit, and I pulled back. I'm protecting myself. 
before I just throw myself in with faith again. It's these people that Jesus is speaking to when he assures them with, again, as far as Matthew's concerned, his final words, Lo, I am with you always. Those feelings that came during those three days when you didn't know what was going on. You forgot the very thing I told you that in three days I'd raise it up again. And it's something you think, I know we would sit here and I would stand here and we would say, it's crazy that they could have forget that. He said it so many times and now surely they would remember that. But when you're afraid when you feel abandoned and when you don't really know what's happening and you're not really sure of what God is doing, you, you, you still believe there's a God, but you don't know what he's doing. And, and he seems silent, right? Because he's, they had been with him every day, but now he's silent. Yeah. And so he spoke, they were anxious Interesting. They were anxious. They were afraid. They were at a loss to know what to do. And it all came in a moment. They were eating the Passover. It was wonderful, right? He took about, he washed their feet, how powerful this is. And then, man, 48 hours or less, he's gone. Just because you can't see him, hear him, or feel him does not mean he is not there. Name of Jesus. I would expect for some of you, he is closer than he's ever been even though you don't know it. He's right there. He's right there. He is right here, right now. The living God is here. And I hear him affirming today, as sure as he affirmed to those that day, I am with you always. Oh. 
You cannot go where he's not. You can't run from the presence of God. I mean, you can, but you can't run to a place where he is not. said I make my bed in the pit of hell you're there he's with you he's with you for someone today maybe for all of us today we need he's with you They stood on Mount Olive. I don't know how many days were between the end of Matthew and the first chapter of Acts. I don't know if Matthew recorded that on those words. I don't know if they were spoken on the Mount of Olives on, or I don't, I don't know, somewhere in there when that was, but he heard it, wrote it. <laughs> But in Acts chapter 1, we find them again. They're standing on the Mount of Olives. And oh, can you imagine how much joy they have when he showed himself to them again alive? Thomas, he was, he'd already had some, he wasn't there, you know. Thomas was feeling that stuff. He's like, they come telling him, we've seen Jesus. And he's like, unless I see his hands and I put my hand in his side, I will not believe. Where did that come from? He was one of those 12 that heard all those things, saw. Where did that come from? I'll tell you where it came from. He had felt abandoned. He's like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not blindly trusting him again. I've got to see. Seems like every time I trust him, I get hurt. Something doesn't go like I expected it to when I trusted him. It's not his fault. He's God. But I, I seem to just make myself vulnerable and open myself up and just blindly trust going, okay, I turn it over to you, God. Then something happens that makes me wonder why it Till I see his hands and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. Don't those sound like such harsh words? We could be tough on Thomas. He gets a tough rap, you know. Imagine he's stuck with the name Doubting Thomas. Wouldn't you love it if you were defined by one statement you made in your life? in a moment of fear and uncertainty and not knowing. Your one statement doesn't define you. Your failure doesn't define you. 
your faith in him can define you. Lord appeared to Thomas. You know, Thomas was, he really had a right to have a hardened heart, I guess. We're going to judge him pretty quickly, but we've done the same thing. God's brought us through stuff. We tell testimonies of how great he's been, what he's done, the miraculous things he's done. And then we face some trial or test that seems daunting. And you're like, oh, God, what's going on? Don't start calling me Doubting Joel. I recognize the gentle voice of God trying to reach into your heart that's tender and reassure you this morning. I am with you always. Your trust in me would never be misplaced. Your confidence in my presence would never be misplaced. Stop entertaining the voice of doubt. Stop trusting feelings that will lie to you. Stand on my word. I am with you always. Your present circumstances are not greater than God is. Your present concern is not greater than God is. He's with you. And if God be for us, if God be for us, who can be against us? Would you stand with me this morning? Ila pato yo ko si ti ata ya ko si ti ara ra ba Ila mata ye ti ara la ya mai ko Why don't you just reach out to him in faith and trust right now? Come on, why don't you just reach out and say, okay, God, I'll, I'll, I'll make myself vulnerable again. Okay, God, here I am. Trust you. I trust you with the pain. I trust you with the process. I trust you with your leading. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you because I believe your word and I know it's true. You're with me.
Come on, there's an empowerment coming from the Holy Ghost. There's an empowerment coming from the Holy Ghost. On, you've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You have power. You have power. You've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's empowerment against that which would try to come against you. He that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Just wait on the Lord right there. He's here. Just wait on him. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
Brother Renee, I'd like you to come. Like you to say, let me just pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we worship you. Father, you are worthy, you are holy, you are mighty. We seek you, Lord, for this present hour. We need you. And your word says that you have not left us, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. You are a good father to us. You are a father better than I could ever know. Though man may fail me, you have never failed me. Help me to understand what it is that you desire. Help me to understand that you have plan and purpose for us. Help me, Jesus, because I know that you desire great things for me. And I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, mighty God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. The word of God is clear. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Man may fail, but God is not man. Parents can forsake us. People we were meant to trust in our lives that have become close to us, they can forsake us. Friends can forsake us. Brother and sister can forsake us. What does that mean? like as though we were abandoned or they let us down or they failed us one way or another. But the scripture is clear. God will never forsake you. He has never let me down. I'm pretty good at letting myself down. God will never do that. And I can find all the fault that I want against anyone in this room. And I won't, but God will not do that. May the Spirit of God convince us that he is for us and not against us, and that he wants 
everything in our best interest in Jesus name. Man, can we thank him? Jesus, we thank you for this clear word, God. Lord, that you would be here with us in such a precious way, Lord. God, we would be aware of you around us at all times. Give us a sensitivity. God, when we get in our car and when we're at home, Lord, I pray, give us an awareness that you are there, that you desire to fellowship with us. Lord, that we would put away childish things and that we would seek you in the secret place, O oh Lord. God, your word says that he that seeks you will find you. You are not far from us, oh God. Jesus, I pray a conviction upon our hearts, oh Lord, a recognition of priority and alignment, Jesus, to be near to you, to fellowship you, to hear your voice every day, God. Lord, I thank you that you would meet with us. I thank you that you would give us an opportunity every day, wherever we are, to meet with you and to speak with you, Lord. I thank you for giving us your word that is direction, that is a firm foundation, that is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, God. You are the way, Jesus. You are the way, the truth, and the life, oh God. I look to you. I turn my eyes to you, Jesus. Forsaking all, God, and taking hold on your word, Jesus. Take this world, but give me Jesus. Every day, God, I want to be near you as I know you are near to me, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Hope you all have a wonderful Sunday. Greet one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus.